my joke on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. Welcome to Fort Weird. And today, I'm I'm here with my sister, Missy. Hey. Hey, there she is. Um, eh, sorry. Okay. I did want to let you guys know that Taryn won't be here for the next few times. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how long she's going to be gone for. I told her to go ahead and take some time off from doing the podcast because she's got some personal things going on. So I don't know how long she will not be with us, but I've got plenty of people to help out. So this week, Missy's going to be helping out. Yay. Yay. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Good. That's good. Any, uh, any any spooky things you want to talk about before we get into our subject? Or? Um, nothing off the top of my head, because the last spooky thing that happened to me, I guess we're probably going to talk about next week. Spoiler? Maybe. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it is going to be part of our, our spooky week. But uh, to answer your question, no, I have had nothing spooky really going on. Nothing at the house? No. Well, I can talk about my the last ghost experience I had at the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it was a couple months ago now. My husband was out of town on a business trip. And I wake up early in the morning. My alarm usually goes off at 530, but I most of the time wake up anywhere between 430 and 5. Anyway, I was sitting up in bed just playing a game on my phone, watching TV, waiting for, you know, the time for me to have to get up. And I heard a voice to the right of me go, hello. Ooh. <laughs> it sounded just like that. Like I couldn't kind of tell if it was an old woman or a young kid. I'm leaning more towards old woman-y because it did. It sounded very creepy. Like it sounded like it was standing right next to my bed almost. <laughs> my first thought was, is there someone outside? Oh, yeah. And I was hearing it coming through. So I looked outside. There wasn't really anyone out there. It really freaked me out. But um, we bought the house from a, it was an older lady that she, um, the last I know she was still alive, but maybe she's died. But I mean, we've had a couple weird things happen in that house, but I don't know if it was Barb, but it just may have been her that, saying, hey. Oh, that's, yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, to the point where I'm still freaked out. Like, my husband's gone again this week, so. Ugh, yeah, John being gone, that'd be freaking me out. Yeah, it was it was odd. I don't know. I had um, another time where uh, a pillow that had been sitting in the exact same spot for weeks, probably months, I thought I had seen movement out of my like left eye, so I looked over, and it was fine. So I went back to playing my game, and then the pillow just fell. And it had been there, like I said, for months. It was really weird. And I also um, heard one time where I thought that somebody had come into the game room, 
And so I, you know, my kids, they like to, to try to scare me. So I thought it was them. <laughs> so I turned around real quick to scare them. And there was nobody in the room. It was, it was odd. I, say, I don't know. I mean, maybe Barb's died and she just comes to check on the house sometimes. Well, that could be. I mean, if, if that was her house for like a long time. It was. Her and her husband bought it. They raised all their kids at that house. Like... I mean, it was their house. We're only the second people who have ever lived there, so uh-huh. well, it's interesting. Definitely more her house than yours right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ugh. She's probably mad we ripped her bushes out and her flooring up. <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's why she's there. Exactly. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is my house. Uh, please leave my floors alone. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh. I haven't had anything too creepy happen here. Um Every once in a while, I'll get something that moves, but I think it's just visitors. I don't think it's anything that's, like, here, obviously, since I know the previous owners. (laughs) And before that, there was... There was no one here. here. It was farmland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll do an interesting fact. Let's find one. Oh, Oh, this is a good one. All right. Did you know... An octopus will eat its own arms if it gets really hungry. (laughs) That is interesting to know. Calamari. (laughs) I do like me some calamari. Obviously, octopuses do too. Oh, that's so weird, though. That is weird. I just imagine I get so hungry, I'm going to chew off my own arm, which actually probably has happened. Well, I know there was that guy who got caught in a rock and he cut his own arm off. Oh, well, he didn't eat it. No, but. he didn't. Well, it was stuck under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I I bet you somewhere in history, someone got like so hungry that they did cut off one of their own limbs and ate it. Maybe. I feel like that's in a movie. Probably. I can't think of what movie right now. Revenant. I don't know. I've never I seen don't that know. movie. <laughs> I, don't re- I don't remember. I feel like it was in a movie, but now I can't remember what movie. Ah, so weird. Yeah, that's gross. Ugh. Okay. Well, the reason Missy's here today is because we're going to talk about Men in Black. Not the movie. (laughs) Not the movie, although I do love the movie. The original. Yeah, the second one was okay. It was okay. But the first one is definitely the best. For sure. Yeah. And I I haven't even seen the Men in Black International. No. I don't think I've even seen the third one. I don't think I've seen the third one either. Hmm. I've seen the first two, and that's about it. Yeah, it's probably because the second one just ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, the first one's better. <laughs> but we're going to talk about real Men in Black now. Do you want to explain what Men in Black are? Do you want me? Well, I don't really. I mean, I haven't researched Men in Black very much, so I don't know much about them. So I'm going to do the Terran thing where I'm just kind of yeah. here and I'm going to go off what cool. you say. I like it. Okay. Men in Black kind of go hand in hand with UFOs. They are supposed to be men. Most of them are men. Pretty much in every story, it's men dressed in black suits who claim to be possibly with government or some other government agency who will harass or threaten or even assassinate some UFO witnesses to keep them quiet about what they've seen. 
And it is sometimes implied that they're not 100% human themselves. Sometimes they would be 100% humans, but in a lot of them, the way they describe them, they're very otherworldly. But we'll get into some of that. Like right now. Like right now. (laughs) Okay. The very first thing we're going to talk about was the first incident of Men in Black. This happened in the year 1947 to a man named Harold Dale. D-A-H-L. Dahl? Dahl? Oh, Harold Dahl. That sounds better. the artist, right? Dahl? Oh, I didn't know there was an artist named Dahl. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, so the first one was happened to a guy named Harold Dahl. There's a couple of different versions of the story, but it all happened in Puget Sound near the eastern shore of Murray Island in Washington. The story goes he was on a boat. He was either working and working on a boat or he was kind of just out there on a conservation mission so he was kind of working regardless uh but he was gathering logs kind of cleaning up the water when he saw six donut shaped obstacles hovering about a half mile above his boat one of them near fell about 1,500 feet away from him. Now, 1,500 feet doesn't, it's not that far away, I wouldn't no, think. Not that, 1,500 feet is not that far at all. I don't know. I'm not very good at distance. <laughs> I don't know. I got to Google that. <laughs> but uh, 1,500 feet away, it was followed by raining metallic debris. And this is kind of also where the story goes off. One story says it was a co-worker. The other story says it was actually his son named Charles. But either way, the other person who was with him. It says 1,500 feet about 600 steps. Oh, so pretty far, but not pretty far. Not, not super far. You could see it. Yeah. Clearly. The other person uh, got hit on his arm with some of the falling debris. And the dog they had with them got oh, hit. Oh, no. Unfortunately, the dog did not survive. Aww. So aliens killed the dog. Aliens are evil. <laughs> they are. Man. Poor guys killed the dog. But he was able to take some pictures of the aircraft with his camera that he happened to have on him. Oddly That's enough. Lucky. In 1947. That's I don't, super lucky. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> how many people have their cameras with them on a boat? But, in 19 ooh. well maybe he was kind of maybe he's seen like animals or something so he ke- kept it on there in case they showed up again oh that could be i don't know oh that makes sense he later uh showed these pictures to his supervisor named fred chrisman chrisman was pretty skeptical he went back to the scene to look for himself and saw yet another strange aircraft with his own eyes oh yeah hmm. So the following morning... Did he told you so? Told you so. <laughs> probably did. <laughs> the following morning... What did you say his name? Dale? Doll? Doll. Maybe? Doll. I'm going to go with that. It sounds better, but for some odd reason in my head, I keep saying Dale. <laughs> Doll was visited by one man in a black suit. Mm. 
They ended up at a local diner where the man was able to recount exactly what happened the night before. Like, in weird details. Like he was there? Like he was there. Mm. And he said, what I said to you is proof that I know more about this experience of yours than you're not telling. (laughs) (laughs) The man... Basically told him, hey, don't tell anybody or else some bad crap's going to happen to you. Okay. Didn't specify what kind of bad crap, but bad stuff. It's implied. Death or so. Dismemberment. You know, whatever. That kind of stuff. So that was the first incident of a men in black. Now, this incident has been looked over for from everybody i swear i've read so much on this there was another guy named kenneth arnold who kind of got involved he was a pilot and he actually had his own ufo incident uh towards mount rainier which i will cover in a later episode because that stuff is nuts mount rainier is amazing man i know (laughs) but i'll cover that at a later date but kenneth arnold because he was in the military had some connections and he kind of also investigated what happened to Doll. 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 I said it right. Yeah. <laughs> so he kind of helped investigate what happened to Doll. So he called up a few buddies. They kind of got into it. Doll eventually did start saying that it was all fake and it didn't actually happen. Yeah, I would too if someone threatened me. <laughs> Yeah, and and that was the thing is a lot of people were like, oh, well, he said it was fake. So the report the military did said that it was all fake because that's what he said. But that is the thing. It's like, but someone threatened him. Obviously, he's going to, like, say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I got threatens, like, maybe not even just for me, but, like, if someone threatened, like, hey, your family's going to pay or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll just, I'm not. I just won't. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. We're going to try to make everyone think that it was all fake. That's fine. But the other thing that the skeptics uh, will say, and it did actually happen, was he did try to sell his story to a magazine. Mm. But then it was at the later date where he recanted everything. So it, it wasn't specified when the visit to the Men in Black happened. It didn't specify whether it was before he tried to sell the story or after. Maybe that's why that visit happened. If he if they caught wind that he was trying to sell the story, and they mm. were like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, no. nope." It's like you know what, little podunk town or whatever. If you want to talk about it, that's fine. But a national magazine, we're not doing that. Which you got to give it to the men and black people, but obviously didn't stop the story from coming out. Yep, because we're talking about it right now. <laughs> oh, I figured out where I know Doll from. Oh, where Borderlands? Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yep, the gun company. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was the first incident. The second incident I really want to talk about, Albert K. Bender. He is the guy who actually really brought Men in Black into the forefront of everyone's minds. He's the guy who started it. Albert lived in a little town called Bridgeport, Connecticut. Bridgeport! <laughs> Yay! That's a big thing for us because... You know, we work on milling machines, and the big milling machine is called a Bridgeport, because that's where it came from. Because for it's from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Bridgeport, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. He did not work for Bridgeport, though. Mm. He worked for um, 
We won't hold it against some them. sheer company. Oh. Sheer, sheer. Um, it's it's in here. Hold on. Like shearing machines. Acme Shear Company, the oh. world's largest manufacturer of scissors. <laughs> and they were Acme's. Yeah. <laughs> Acme, we make scissors and shotguns. <laughs> oh, that's good. But Albert. Bender lived in Bridgeport with his mother and stepfather. He lived with them after he got out of the Air Force. He was in the Air Force during World War II, but do you know what he got to do? He got to be a dental assistant stateside. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But it's like, you know. I know. It's like, oh, he was in the military. He must know about things. It's like, no. No, No, you don't. (laughs) I wish. I wish I knew things because i was in the military but i'd be awesome i know nothing you're not in the know i'm not in the know man that's too bad well fixing radars doesn't get you much i guess (laughs) no not fixing them manning them manning them yes but not fixing them darn it i do have a guy that i know who's going through uh flight school right now i'll have to keep track of him yeah like tell me tell me ufos all of them ufos or gremlins gremlins yeah I believe in gremlins, some of the crap I've seen come through. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) We'll cover that at a later date, too. Those are fun stories. Anyways, back to Albert. (laughs) Back on track. Back on track. Albert Bender. He lived in his his mom and stepfather's house, but he lived in the attic. It was a nice attic. It was a finished attic. It even had a den. (laughs) I don't live with my parents. I'm just renting a room (laughs) in their house. (laughs) I'm not sure he even, like, paid rent but (laughs) i'm sure his mommy was really happy he was there i can tell you right now albert probably was not very popular with the ladies his name's albert this is albert (laughs) yeah he was kind of a nerd (laughs) oh yeah he was a bit nerdy he does look think of the guy from um from um back to the future the dad Oh, yeah. Yeah, he kind of looks like the dad from Back to the Future. Yeah, but Super not when nerdy. he was young and cool. What? Well, no. No, when he, he was young. When he, he was, was young, young and nerdy. And nerdy, that's oh, he, right. But then later he was just old and nerdy. That's so. right. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's what he looks like. Yes. <sighs> okay. He had kind of a fixation on all things weird. We all can appreciate that. I'm cool with that. That's probably why you listen. He filled his room with fake skulls shrunken heads different weird art he actually would even play sound effects when people came over like thunder <laughs> okay and that's a little hissing. little little more weird than, than even me but on his record player. that's funny <laughs> he was super excited about ghost stories horror movies uh, like all, all of it he loved the occult he was very into all the weird stuff that, you know, we're all, we all like. That we like. The people listening and me. <laughs> <laughs> so he was what people would say was a little bit weird. He start he actually started a UFO organization. Hmm. Yeah, it was called the International Flying Saucer Bureau. <laughs> he started it in the year 1952. It's soup. 
And it actually included a, a, a quite a lot of people. There were 600 people wow. who were members. That is a good group. Uh, the CEO of Eastern Airlines was an honorary member. Um, the invitation was extended to Albert Einstein, but he did decline. Oh. I know. Unfortunately. But there was quite a few people who were, like, very into it. So right around the time he started his bureau, weird things started to happen. He started getting strange phone calls, like crackling and whispering on the other end. Uh, He actually got really sick for about three days there, like couldn't eat anything, and no one knew why. Hmm. As it gets weirder, he started hearing voices in his head. I haven't gotten that yet. Some would say that maybe he had a mental illness, but we'll, we'll continue. We don't know. Who knows? And it actually also mirrored an outbreak of a bunch of UFO sightings in the area. There was actually quite a lot of UFO sightings in Bridgeport in the early 1950s. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Also, he started to realize and feel that he was being watched. At a local movie theater, he realized that a strange man with glowing eyes was watching him. And while walking home along Main Street, Albert was, I mean, he could, the guy was following him. Hmm. Like, kind of like I got followed tonight. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that's a good story. <laughs> Jensen was coming over to pick up uh, Tyler and she was following Missy. But Missy didn't realize it was her, and she didn't realize it was Missy. Oh, it was freaking me out. I was like, this person is following me. So, like, I pulled over so they could pass, and then they passed right into the driveway, so. (laughs) Oh, that was good. That was funny. But, yeah, on a separate occasion, uh, at one night on another street, he said that he was being spoken to telepathically, and then all of a sudden he started to levitate. The, the He said the worst thing to happen, the worst thing, was a very bad stench of sulfur hmm. started to occur in his room. Only in his room in the attic. No other rooms, just his. Did anybody else smell it or was it just him that smelled it? I, he didn't say. See, I was reading this whole thing. He wrote a few books as well. And I'm like, but I want to know what your mom and stepdad thought. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from your parents. It's like, like, okay, you get a weird sulfur smell in your house. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't she maybe be like, well, I hope there's not gas or something? Exactly. But like, I, uh, I'd be a little worried there was gas leak or and that's I don't I, know. That's what I was wondering, too. If there was a gas leak somehow and it was only in the attic. Is that the reason why he got sick? Yeah. And he started hearing voices I'm and hallucinating things? Sure, that wouldn't help things no. at all. And and it would probably, obviously, be fixated on weird phenomenon because he was really interested in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It yeah. would just make sense. But it does make a little sense to me. Yeah. I'm not going to dis- like say that he didn't like have things happen to him but yeah yeah i don't know i don't know know. but he seems a little off yeah a little bit yeah a little bit 
In July of 1953, he was finally visited at his home by three men wearing black suits. They all were dressed alike, and they were wearing hats. <laughs> well, how else are you going to dress in a black suit? Well, he said they kind of looked like clergymen. Yeah. Like like door-to-door Mormons? Yeah, probably like that. Mm-hmm. And they were wearing hats that... Hamburg style hats. I don't know what that is. I, I didn't, don't. I didn't look it up. Hamburg style. Hamburg. H O M B U R G. Hamburg hats. A Hamburg hat. Oh, oh, it's like the 1950s Mad Men style hat. Oh, like oh, the I gangster love those. hats. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. I could. Those are those are sexy hats. Yeah, I, really I like, like those. Those, hats. those are good hats. Yeah. <laughs> They sound sound cool. I think I would enjoy three men dressed like that coming to my house. But he he told, they, all three of them told Bender to stop everything he's doing with his flying saucer bureau business. Or else. Basically, or else. He he wrote a, like a newsletter for all of his, all the members. (laughs) And they told him to stop publishing his newsletter like no one needs to know whatever you're researching so just stop he said that they telepathically told him where all the ufos were coming from and all that but to not tell anybody which is why they visited him it's like well that's convenient just stop yeah and it even said in his the last newsletter was like oh i got something big to tell you guys it's gonna come up and then nothing ever got published ever again. <laughs> he should have just said it. Stop. He should have just said it. They told him to stop, so he stopped. Mm. I know. I <laughs> definitely would have on my deathbed. He started getting headaches and stuff. I know. You mean like if you had gas like yeah. leaking into mm-hmm. your room? Exactly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That is Albert's whatever happened to him, but... I don't know if I believe his story. I would believe Harold more than I would believe. Yeah, Harold sounds Albert legit. Albert sounds like he kind of wanted the attention. Yeah, yeah. Either that, or he just was mentally ill, and or he had a gas leak. He had a gas leak in his head. Yeah, in his, in his, in room. his room. Poor yeah. guy, and just went a little nuts from yeah. it. I know it's unfortunate. All right, number three. We're going to talk about Robert Richardson. And what happened to him happened in 1967. Robert lived in Toledo, Ohio, and informed the APRO, also known as the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, about what happened to him in July. He actually, he was just, he was driving along on a road, it was at night, and it was kind of deserted, when all of a sudden, there was something flying in the sky. And then it got in front of him, and essentially what I can discern from the articles I've read, brake checked him. <laughs> <laughs> They're jerky UFOs. Uh, yeah, so he <laughs> hit the UFO. Wow. Well, it's kind of their fault for brake checking him. Exactly. But then they like flew off. They didn't even try to get his insurance or anything. Jeez. Flew off. Um, but he'd been and They were probably teenagers. They were scared that we're going to get in trouble or something. They're like, "We're out." <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> but that see, there's different stories to this guy's too. So it was either the UFO brake checked him, or it's this other story that I read was that he was coming around a bend, there was something blocking the road, and he hit it. What happened? He blocking the road was a UFO. <laughs> either way, either way, they're kind of jerks. Yeah, they for being I mean, in the way. Don't just. Park your car in the middle of the road right. or UFO. <laughs> <laughs> Although, so this this next piece is the same in both stories. Uh, after he had hit it, though he didn't hit it very hard, he did hit it. It immediately, on impact, vanished. He accidentally hit the vanish button. Oh. He didn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. He hit the vanish button. <laughs> it was the cloaking mechanism. <laughs> it's just in a really awkward spot. Wow. So he went to the police and they actually went back to him to the place where it happened. And they could only find the skid marks that his car made as evidence. Hmm. But he went back again on a later visit and he found himself a small lump of metal, which maybe could have came from the UFO. But if he didn't if he didn't hit it very hard, I don't know how a chunk of metal would have fallen off. Yeah, I don't know. Like how damaged was his car? Well, this also makes me think of the one time I got into a car accident, whereas I hit a car and my car was super messed up, but yeah. there was like a scratch on the other car. That's true. Sometimes so, that happens. I don't if he could have messed up the UFO pretty bad, but not I mean, the fact that he went back with, with authorities, right? And they did yeah. find skid marks definitely mm-hmm. lends to his story there that was he, there was there. something there. Yeah. Who I, knows? I know. Who it knows? sounds slightly, be- I mean, that yeah. sounds believable. believable. Three days later, at 11 p.m., so it's nighttime. It's dark. I would have been asleep. 11 p.m., he was still awake. Two men in their 20s appeared at his home and questioned him for about 10 minutes. And they're in his tw- in their 20s? About in their 20s, he'd say. Yeah. I always thought about men in black being like older, like middle age, like in their 40s. Mm, that's what I would think. Yeah. Maybe late 30s, early 40s, yeah. somewhere around there. But They were training. Yeah. These guys, yeah, probably were training. <laughs> Let's start you off on this one. <laughs> They'd never identified themselves, though. And... To his own surprise, he didn't even ask who they were. It never even occurred to him to ask who they were. <laughs> I'm not going to say much because it probably wouldn't occur to me either. <laughs> just some guys well, in suits. I don't know. Like, who are you? <laughs> they you have a badge? Yeah. They weren't unfriendly. They were nice guys. They didn't give him any warnings. Those they only sound asked like, good questions. Those sound like the people kind of men, men in black, mm-hmm. not the... Because if he didn't feel uneasy, because I feel like some of the other ones, the people kind of felt uneasy around him because they were otherworldly. Yeah. But if they were friendly, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Uh, He noted that they left in a black 1953 Cadillac, and he did note the license plate. Styling. Wow. The number on the license plate, though, when he checked, was not found to have been issued yet. Ooh, so they're from the future. Uh, yeah, right? Ooh. <laughs> One week later. Man, I keep track of that. I think I keep checking up on it. Yeah, like when is this going to mm-hmm. get issued? Mm. One week later, he received a second visit oh. 
from two different men who arrived in a current to him model Dodge. So it was a 1967-ish Dodge. They wore black suits and were had dark complexions. One spoke perfect English. The second one had an accent. What sort of accent? He didn't say, but he felt there was something vaguely foreign about both of them. It's because of the dark Probably the dark skin, complexion, right? yes. Dark skin and accents. Yes. At first, they seemed to be trying to persuade him that he didn't hit anything. <laughs> you didn't see anything. <laughs> Did they pull out their little brain neuralizer? <laughs> right. <laughs> We're going to flash this thing at you real quick. It'll be fine. <laughs> but then they asked for the piece of metal that he found. Hmm. Which seems odd. Like, how do you know I got a piece of metal? I don't know what metal you're talking oh. about. But again, never even occurred to him to ask, how do you know that? That he would just, have freaked me out. Yeah, he just told them, it. It's, I sent it off to get analyzed. Hmm. And they got really kind of angry about that. Oh, no. They specifically, the one guy said, if you want your wife to stay as pretty as she <gasps> is, then you'd better get the medal back. Oh, man. Oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the existence of the medal was only known to Richardson and his wife. Hmm. And. And those guys. And apparently those guys. Yeah. So the only way the strangers, I guess. Oh, what? Okay, and two guys from the agency that he told them about what happened. So I guess the only way they would know of its existence is either tapping their phone line or the organization's phone line. Who knows? Yeah. Or they had an inside guy at the... Well, if they had an inside guy at the place that was getting analyzed, they would have known it was out for getting analyzed. Yeah, exactly. So... So they probably tap some phones. Yeah. Either that or they really aren't people and they can hear things telepathically. If it's know. the government, they definitely tap some phones. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> and the fourth story we're going to talk about, Jack Robinson. Not Jackie Robinson. Jack Robinson. Not the baseball player. <laughs> I had issues searching for his story when I was online. In 1968, Jack Robinson was doing a little bit of research on UFOs. You know, for fun, for kicks. He enjoyed learning about UFOs. He was a researcher. It was that kind of the era that everyone was a little interested in UFOs, Yeah, you know, Roswell. Roswell, People were getting abducted everywhere. You know, things happen. People are seeing stuff. But him and his wife reported that they were being harassed... By the men in black. Stupid men in black. I know. I know. So they would allegedly stand across the street and watch them. (laughs) And one night they went out on a little date, went out on the town. And when they came back, they found their house in complete disarray. I know. Everything was gone through. Their belongings, like, were tossed around everywhere. After three days of harassment, their friend decided to snap a little picture of the uh, of the man, making it one of two real images of the men in black. Ooh, that's creepy. Ooh, that gave me goosebumps yeah. looking at it. Yeah, right? 
And in it, he's wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. And the fancy hat. And the fancy hat. And he's yeah. pretending not to look, it looks like. He's, like, standing behind a column. Yeah. Like Someday, when I get around to doing the YouTube video, I will put it in. Oh, yeah. I've been keeping all the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a small little event, but... It's interesting. Yeah, that's what we got on him. Yeah. Whew. I got to pause this, though, really quick. There we go. And we're going. Okay. We're back. Okay. <laughs> right, the fifth incident happened to Dr. Herbert Hopkins in 1976. Ooh, getting a little later there. Mm-hmm. I have an exact date. September 11th oh. of 1976. Dr. Herbert Hopkins was 58 years old at the time. He was a doctor and hypnotist. <laughs> That's kind of cool. So what he would do and at what he was doing at the time was he would consult on alleged UFO abduction cases in, in Maine. One evening when his wife and children had gone out, he was alone. The phone rang. A man identified himself as vice president of the New Jersey UFO Research Organization asked if he might visit Dr. Hopkins to discuss maybe one of the cases he was working on. He agreed. And, you know, at the time, that seemed like a natural thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, come on over. We'll talk. He went back to the door to switch on the lights so the visitor would be able to find his way from the parking lot. But while he was there, he noticed a man already climbing the porch steps. Whoa. No, thanks. I <laughs> no no. <laughs> he didn't see a car anywhere, and even if he did see a car, he couldn't possibly have gotten to the house that quickly from any phone. I mean, this was 1976. Yeah, he they, didn't have a cell phone. Not even close. I no. mean, I remember in the 90s we had one of the earliest <laughs> cell phones, that bag, yeah. that bag phone, yeah. Oh yeah. No. Oh, creepy. It, very. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, even if he had a payphone nearby, there was no way that the dude could have gotten there that, that fast. fast. No, it's just oh, so creepy. Yeah, that gives mm. me the heebie-jeebies. At the time of the incident, he felt no surprise at his visitor. It was at the. Mm. It's interesting. Like this guy, he said he didn't feel as surprised. Mm-hmm. Like. And then, like, the other dude that we just talked about, you said that, like, he didn't even think to question any of these. It's almost like they can give off mm-hmm. uh, emotions or vibes or something. But to kind of make you calmer. Yeah, like, you're calmer, you're not really, it's like, oh, this is completely normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another theme that I've kind of been noticing with other UFO incidents as well, not mm. just Men in Black, so... Interesting. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's like the thing of why didn't you take a picture of that? And it's like I didn't think of it at the time. Yeah, you just don't. Yeah, and maybe there's a reason for that. It's built in by design. Mm-hmm. You just didn't think of yeah, you it. You just don't. <laughs> of course, it's hard nowadays because so many people it's ingrained to take your phone out and start recording or taking a picture. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that maybe that's why we're getting more and more. UFO sightings and pictures nowadays because you got the little phone. Or it's right there. It's right in your pocket. And we're so used to just grabbing it and yanking it out. Yeah. It's, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know. All right. Back to the visitor. <laughs> uh, he was dressed, obviously, in a black suit and a black hat. 
tie, shoes, white shirt. Hopkins later thought that he kind of looked like an undertaker. <laughs> That's an odd uh, way of describing yeah, it. Yeah. His clothes were immaculate. No wrinkles. Sharply creased pants. When he took off his hat, he was completely hairless. That's weird. Not bald, not only bald, but he didn't have eyebrows. He did not have eyelashes. There is a disease that causes that. So I'm not saying that this guy probably didn't have that disease, but who knows? Or, I mean, was his hair like so light blonde that you just didn't notice it? No, I mean, I've got hairless. some pretty light eyebrows you do but you can see yeah you can tell i have eyebrows you do have light eyebrows though i do i don't know he said he was completely hairless just wait till you hear the rest of the description great yes his skin was dead white white he was a (laughs) white guy with bright red lips creepy right so, through the course of their conversation... I'm thinking vampire right now. <laughs> through the course of their conversation, he happened to brush his lips with his gray suede gloves that he had on, <laughs> and astonished to see that his lips had lipstick. That's why they were bright red. He was wearing lipstick. <laughs> that is so weird. <laughs> I know, it was only after their conversation that he... he even realized that this was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very weird. His appearance, his behavior. The, the visitor said that, um, so the visitor said to Hopkins that he had two coins in his pocket. And yes, he did have two coins okay. in his pocket. Yeah, sure do. <laughs> he then asked the doctor to put one of the coins in his hand and to watch the coin. Not him, watch the coin. As Hopkins watched the coin, it started to go a little out of focus. Oh. And then, very gradually, vanished. Huh. Cool magic trick. Very cool magic trick. (laughs) And the man in black said, neither you nor anyone else on this planet will ever see that coin again. Wonder where it went. Mm. But... After a little longer, the UFO topic kind of came up, and he noticed that the visitor's speech was kind of slowing down. The man rose unsteadily to his feet and said, very slowly, my energy is running low. It's probably because he made a coin vanish. (laughs) Must go now. Goodbye. (laughs) He's... Like a weird ass android. I'm sorry. A weird android. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, he walked oddly to the door, obviously, <laughs> went down the steps one at a time. And then Dr. Hopkins saw a bright light shining in the driveway. Uh, looked like a, a bluish white light. He said it looked brighter than a car lamp. So probably like a halogen light, mm-hmm. I would assume, because. Those things suck. Yeah, they do. God, I hate those lights. But he assumed it was the guy's car, although he ne- he didn't ever, ever see the car and he never heard the car. Weird uh. how he thinks things like that. Like, you see a bright light, my 
I mean, me thinking about it now, my first thought isn't going, oh, it must be that guy's car. But yeah. I suppose if you're still under the effect of whatever he was doing to you. Yeah, then that you would never even think about it. Maybe the guy ran out of energy because the dude was like a doctor. So I'm sure he was really logical. So maybe he had to really exert himself to keep control over the dude's mind. That could be. And the thing with the coin, people always bring up that thing with the coin. It is really weird. He made the coin vanish. But like, why did he do it? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, what's the point? Like, why was he showing the doctor that he could do that? Like, why? Well, a lot of people like to speculate the reason he showed him this coin trick was it was a threat. If I can make oh, this coin true. disappear, just think of what I can do to you. I guess, but he barely could even function after he made a coin disappear. So maybe <laughs> right? I wouldn't be that scared of him. Well, it, he also never specified how long after the coin trick did he start running low. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Mm. Either mm. way, very weird. Yeah. That kind of jerky like a little threatening well i mean they're the threatened things they're doing their job you can stop talking about aliens man no more ufos we're gonna jump way further into 2002 Ooh, and we're gonna talk about someone that everyone knows dan Aykroyd. dan Aykroyd. dan Aykroyd (laughs) is a huge UFO and ghost paranormal. He loves all that stuff. He actually created, he's one, he created Ghostbusters. He wrote Ghostbusters, yeah. Yeah. The way that he wrote Ghostbusters, I learned this by watching a Netflix show, the movies that made us. And Mm -hmm. he he wrote Ghostbusters, but as a, like, something in the future. And, like, I think on, like, another planet or something like that. It was really (laughs) weird how he wrote it. And everyone was like, no, man. (laughs) Don't no. You need to back to Earth, and it's in the eighties. So yeah, and then when he went to rewrite it, it was he worked with someone else to rewrite it, and they rewrote it while on like this huge drug bender. (laughs) No, (laughs) I know. But he still owns his uh, their family home, and it's just said to be haunted. That's neat. Yeah, that's really cool. But he had an incident with the Men in Black. No, that's interesting. It is kind of cool. So, I mean, he does know, like, probably Will Smith and stuff. So. Well, yes, but this happened while he was on the phone <laughs> you mean with Britney Spears. The- <laughs> <laughs> this whole story is just wacky. It is anyways. But, okay. Everyone seems to think that Dan Aykroyd kind of went a little crazy. I don't think he went crazy. I think he got woke. Like, the, hard. The men in black yes. got him. He was making a show. It was a documentary. And it was about the existence of UFOs. He was just going to bring all this stuff to the forefront of stuff about UFOs and going deep dive and really getting into it. And he was even going back into the things that happened back in his childhood that, that maybe he has gone through. And he was they were shooting it. They were there. He was shooting it. He happened to leave for a second to get on the phone because he was talking to Britney Spears. <laughs> I don't know what for. I don't remember. While he was on the phone with her, he happened to see a car pass by. <laughs> with, and he saw the men inside and they were men in black suits. 
he while he was on the phone with Brittany, he heard you know the the click the click noise while he was on the phone like oh like like someone's some, listening yeah like in. someone's yeah so as he heard that that's old school though that's like landline he was on a, he was on a cell phone that's weird but that's like old landline I, type stuff that's really weird yeah. but obviously he thought people were listening in and he did eyes connected to the guys in the car wearing suits the men in the black suits and their eyes connected. And he just knew hmm. that they were listening. Weird. And and he knew like they they were it was a threatening stare. And the producers later completely scrapped the whole project. That show never came out. Makes you wonder if they got a visit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they never actually said anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, but so the whole thing just got canceled. Oh, that's too bad. I would have liked to have seen that. I would have loved that. Why do all these other UFO, UFO shows get to be out? Because they're crap. Probably. And they're he probably true. was about to say the true he stuff. He was. This last one happened in 2008 to a man named Shane Savar. There's a video? There's a video of, this, oh, of what happened. Okay. So this guy... Ah, worked as a security guard at a, a company. I think it was a bank or something. Ho- he was a hotel manager. And a security guard saw a large triangular UFO just outside the building. So the aerial phenomenon investigation team were looking into the incident. They called him up, said, hey, guys, we saw this weird UFO. So they were looking into it. A couple of weeks later, after they reported this, two unidentified men in black came to the hotel looking for him. The men scared the hotel staff, like, a lot. They were looking for Savar and this security guard. Luckily, both of them were not at the hotel at the time, although cameras did catch the men on the hotel security footage. He said that the guests described the men as tall with black suits, identical faces, no eyebrows or eyelashes, and extremely pale skin. Goosebumps! (laughs) Just like the other guy. Oh, Oh, man. That does give me goosebumps. This makes me happy that I've never really, really seen a UFO, like... Other than that oh, weird one that, that we, one saw. we saw, but that was that was nothing. Like we were driving in a car. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. It wasn't like we had like an actual experience with it. Yeah. Um. Here, I'm going to find the video so you can watch it. So here are the two men walking into the hotel lobby, and. I like there how that dude, like, that dude I'm was walking, like, I'm I am not even going to be near these people. No. But they're wearing the them. same kind of hats. They are. The exact same hats. It's like they, they found a uniform and decided this was my uniform. Yeah, that's weird. And you can tell that they do look pale. They do look very pale on the video. And I know security footage is so hard, but. I know. There was actually also a call. That was placed, um, I've heard it once, but I can't find it anymore, but I have heard it. The call was made from one of the employees calling Savar, saying, hey, these guys are looking for you. Like, I'm super freaked out. What's going on? Huh. And Savar was like, 
don't tell them anything. I'm not here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, wait, wait, don't. you want me to deal with these <laughs> yeah, weirdos? Like, don't just avoid, like, don't say anything. Avoid them. <laughs> oh, my God. Savar, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> who is that? No. Oh, I know. You know, they weren't putting off the um, happy be at ease juice that some of the other ones were. <gasps> yeah. If everyone was freaked out. Like the trainees. Yeah, but like I guess if you um, if you look like that, it would you'd kind of have to put off some sort of vibe so people wouldn't be freaked out about you. Yeah, you would think. And these Men in Black um stories, like I've only gone, I went through five or six, something mm-hmm. like that. There are so many more out there. These are just the more prevalent ones. There was even a few, and I'll cover it during the Mothman stuff. Like, there was men in black incidents that happened there. Yeah, during Mothman. Yeah. Well, and I know they also talk about men in black in conjunction with, like, the black-eyed kids. Mm. I've heard those mm-hmm. stories, too. Yeah. I mean, I think I brought that up when we did black-eyed kids I think you about did. a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> where I think a lot of people are thinking these black-eyed kids grow up to be the men in black. Yeah. Like, they're being trained or something. Which is possible. It is possible, because a lot of the ways they describe... Those kids, they're usually very pale as well. Weird. Well, they're very bland mostly. They're very like. The only one that gets me is um, was it the dude that was like they were dark complexion and one of them had an accent? (laughs) Yeah, is like well that kind of goes against all the other stories. No, (laughs) I know the last few were very like these guys are not human. Yeah, what are they? It's interesting, and and it almost is like the further forward in time we got, the less human yeah. they've become. Yeah, I don't. Are they just getting lazy? Maybe, <laughs> maybe they are just getting lazy. I don't know. That's it. Just is interesting because the original guy, like the first guy you talked about, didn't mention them looking odd. No. Just they were threatening. Yeah, but then the last few, they definitely were. Otter. Either that or I have a weird theory that I just came up with right now. (laughs) Top of my head. (laughs) Top of my head theory. The ones that happened way back in the day were actually humans. They were people. They were part of the government. But when Roswell happened, that is when the aliens came. And they started to integrate with us. There's nothing our government could do do to stop it. You know, they're they're coming here. This is what's going to happen. And so these aliens started getting jobs in the government. If you're going to come here, you're going to work. Yeah, you're going to work. (laughs) Exactly. So they're getting jobs in the government. So they're like, okay, well, you know about this kind of stuff, so you just keep it quiet. They did in the Men in Black, too, though. Uh Uh-huh. They did. Yeah, they all had jobs. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I've also heard theories that they're alien-human hybrids. I've heard that, too. And I think that came from X-Files, mostly. Probably, because I love that show. I do love that show, too. It's so good. <laughs> that was my first favorite show as a kid. Ah, you well, used to let me watch it with you yep, when I was young, yep. when we were young. I love that show. And I still, because it's on Hulu. It is, and yep. I watched the whole thing with Rylan. And it's super fun, because you go back and you watch episodes, and it's like, oh my gosh, look who's in this episode. Uh-huh. And I do that. Yeah. Like, I didn't know they were in this. Yeah. I love X-Files. Yeah, that might be Go watch where- it. So good. <laughs> I got the human alien hybrid from because everybody mm. there is a human alien hybrid or something. I know, I swear. But eh. but it does kind of make sense where it's like, okay, we need, I know you're part alien, 
but you need to be human since you're here. Mm-hmm. So we're going to send you out to interact with these people. And, you know, you may not have a lot of interaction with normal people, but it, as you as you learn, then maybe you can go live with the people. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Like, at the beginning, they were human, and then later, they're just not. Not, anymore. yeah, no. <sighs> I know. Men in Black are one of those things that do kind of creep me out, but as long as I don't see anything, like, too weird in the skies i think i'll be okay like i said i ghost all day long mm-hmm. that's fine yeah i don't want to see a ufo now this yeah. is i don't i don't need to be visited by the men in black i definitely don't want to be visited i've never seen a ufo hint hint nudge nudge well I mean, person tapping into my phone <laughs> i've already told our story on yeah there, and so. i still say that wasn't that big of a deal i don't know i think weren't you i think we were looking off in different directions too i think we saw different things i think we saw the same thing because i was looking to the left you know what? Maybe there was more than one i don't know <laughs> I, I am blocking it out of my brain now it is forgotten we I won't talk about nothing. it anymore. I've seen nothing. <laughs> it was a long time ago anyway. You know, 2007. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. All right. I don't have a joke. Sorry, guys. Ooh, I can think. Let's see. Oh, Missy's going to do a All joke. Right. All right. You might have to block it out. Let me find a good one. No, you're fine. Yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These are all pretty funny. Yes. All right. How about this one? How do you make holy water? How? You boil the hell out of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's really dumb. That's funny, though. (laughs) Oh, uh, this is actually one of my favorite dad jokes. Okay, you get two dad jokes today. Yay. Did you know that the first French fries weren't actually cooked in France? What? They were cooked in Greece. Ah! That's good. I like that one. <laughs> That's awesome. I love dad jokes. They're the best. All right. Well, thank you for joining us this evening. I hope you have a wonderful spooky season. I hope you are enjoying the new opener for October that I have done. Opener and closer. I had fun making that, by the way. Uh, everyone, have a good Halloween. And come back next week for some awesome murdery fun. Yay. You'll see. All right. Thank you, and goodbye. Bye. The existence of this.